speaking, it was done. Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel, according to St. Luke, the 15th chapter. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to hear Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Luke chapter 15, we encounter two groups of people. In one group, we meet sinners and, yes, tax collectors, a wretched hive of scum and villainy. And in the other group, yes, in the other group, we encounter scribes and Pharisees, a religious elite drinking their tea with their pinky in the air. And right there in the midst, we find Jesus. Right in the middle of those two groups, we find Jesus. So what does Jesus do with these two groups? Well, it's pretty simple. Jesus, he welcomes the tax collectors and sinners. He welcomes them and he eats with them. But as can be expected, the religious elite, they did not like this. In fact, they did not like this at all. They began to grumble. Yes, grumble at Jesus' acceptance of the ragamuffins of the day. Now keep in mind that Jesus not only welcomed these sinners, but he also rubbed shoulders with them by eating with them. Jesus lowered himself to the level of the people who were not highly regarded, highly regarded in society. People who were often ostracized and regarded as outcasts by the religious elite. Now this is where we must be cautious, must be cautious as a church. Permit me an opportunity to explain what I mean. Right now, our culture and many churches are playing this same silly game, but with slightly different rules. As you know, in our culture, in our culture right now, people are being segmented into tribalistic groups. Everyone's being segmented and placed in tribal groups. People are being separated and categorized according to their status, according to their sexual preferences and race and income, intellect, politics, and so forth. The 
list is endless of the amount of tribes that are out there right now. Indeed, our culture is very tribalistic right now. We've put everyone into these neat little tribes with neat little labels. And then with these labels, well, these labels, they're then ranked some tribes higher and some tribes much lower. Some accepted and some rejected. For example, those who are of a certain ethnicity, sexual preference, and economic status, well, those individuals must be ostracized and scorned and, yes, avoided. On the other hand, others who do not fit these criteria and fit different criteria, well, they are shown favoritism and support and are embraced. And if you disagree, get this, if you disagree with the tribal standards that are being used, well, you are breaking the rules and you will suffer severe consequences. But dear friends, what our current culture is doing is actually the same thing that the Pharisees and the scribes were doing some 2,000 years ago. It's the same game as mentioned, but with slightly different rules. You see, you and I, we can't help ourselves. As humans, we can't. It just seems like we cannot help ourselves. We, we humans, we, we love to categorize and rank people into little tribal groups. And once ranked... Well, some groups are in and some groups are out. And depending on where you live and at what time period that you find yourself living within, well, get this, the tribal groups, they change. They're constantly changing. Some are in favoritism and some are rejected, whereas the next generation, it's all backwards and all over the place. Take, for instance, the first century. If you were a Roman citizen, the Greeks, well, the Greeks, they were better than the Jews. But if you were a Jewish man, well, get this, The Jews were better than the Greeks. Again, silly tribalistic games where we give or don't give value to individuals and certain groups, certain groups of people. But didn't Jesus himself welcome the sinners and the tax collectors, you may say? Didn't he welcome tax collectors and sinners, showing that he was selective, yes, selective towards outcasts? Again, my friends, we must be careful. We must indeed be careful in how we understand this. If we misunderstand this, we can make the same mistake as one of my former churches did. In a previous church that I served, there were several prime families, yes, prime family members, that felt that the church was a bit too cozy, if you will. They were of the mindset that the church was full of religious elites, which meant that the doors needed to be opened wider to evangelize to, quote-unquote, sinners. If I'm not mistaken, the buzzword that was being used during that time was to be, quote-unquote, missional. Yes, missional. The church needed to be more missional towards sinners. In other words, the criticism, it was this. It was that the church needed to be embracing of more cussing oil workers, more crass plumbers, more rough blue-collar families, and perhaps a few drug addicts to boot. Supposedly, the church was too stuffy and too comfortable with religious people, and it needed to be shaken up with a bit more of, we would say, more messy people in the church. Now, we must sigh here. We sigh. We must understand that Jesus, he did not welcome the tax collectors exclusively because they were outcasts. Likewise, Jesus did not challenge the Pharisees exclusively because they were elite. See, remember what the Apostle Paul says about all of this? In the book of Galatians, he says this. Paul says this to the Galatian church. There's no longer Jew or Greek, slave 
or free. There's no longer male or female, for we are all one in Christ Jesus. You see, Paul is showing you and me that the Christian faith, the Christian faith is not about the status or sex or ability or class, that none of these things contribute anything to justification before our Lord God Almighty, that our status, our sex, our ability, our class contribute absolutely nothing towards our salvation. And so what this means is that Jesus does not prefer somehow a plumber over a banker. He does not like an oil worker over a school teacher. And he certainly does not choose a tax collector over a Pharisee. You see, when the gospel reading tells us that Jesus, when he ate with tax collectors and sinners, it is not indicating that each and every generation needs to somehow search out and find that ostracized group and then devote all of its attention just to that singular group itself while demoting everyone else. Heavens, no. You see, when Jesus ate with tax collectors, he was not trying to be, as they say these days, woke or to have a virtue signal. He was not even trying to make a political statement itself. We need to keep in mind that there were Pharisees who were welcomed by Jesus. Think of Nicodemus. And I'm pretty sure there were plenty of tax collectors who rejected Jesus as well. The point being, my friends, Jesus, he welcomed tax collectors and sinners not because of who they were, but because, get this, they listened to him. Verse 1 from this morning says this, Luke chapter 15. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to him. Now, did you hear that? I mean, did, did you hear that point? Jesus, he welcomed the outcasts not because they were outcasts, but because they listened to him. Someone once said before, God put ears on sinners so that they would listen. One more time. God put ears on sinners so that they would listen to him. But why sinners? The answer is because only those who know they are sinners can genuinely listen. Remember those Pharisees and those scribes with their pinkies in the air? You see, they could not listen to Jesus because they were too busy complaining about Jesus while soaked in their own pride. My friends, it is tough to hear when you are busy complaining. It is tough to use your ears to hear when you are loudly using your mouth to grumble against Christianity. And that is precisely the point. That's the point of today. That's the point of Christianity itself. Christianity is for sinners who listen. And sinners listen because their mouths are shut before God Almighty. They have nothing to say before Christ because they know that they are poor, miserable sinners in thought, word, and deed. Their mouths are shut and ears are open. But the way of the Pharisees, the way of those scribes, the way of the religious elite with their pinkies in the air, well, they could not keep their mouths shut. They were either complaining about other people, yapping on and on about their own greatness or defending their own puny attempts to look like they were righteous. They could not stop talking because they were compelled to convince others and themselves that they were not sinners, but they were somehow inherently righteous. You see, it's impossible to repent, my friends. It's impossible to believe when one's mouth is open and chatting and their ears are closed. And so, dear friends, the application is quite clear. You and I, we sin greatly if we think that St. Paul's is for a certain type of person, for a particular tribe. 
this altar, this font, this pulpit are not for a particular tribe, those of a certain status, sexual preference, race, income, intellect, or political affiliation. This church is not for the elite or the oppressed. We don't get into these silly tribalistic games here at St. Paul's. All these tribalistic ideas, they, they actually, get this, they miss the whole point of the Jesus and the gospel itself. You see, Christ and his gospel are not for that tribal group over there or that tribal group over there. This tribe, that tribe, is actually only for one group and only one, those who listen. And you are only able to hear when you know you are a sinner. And that is why Christianity is best represented by the human ear, not the human hand or the mouth. You and I know that Jesus does not accept us because we do all sorts of good works, as good as they may be, with our hands and our feet. And we know that Jesus does not accept us for our blabbering mouths, speaking about our greatness, excusing away our sins, or when we talk down to other people as if we are better than them. But instead, Jesus accepts us because he puts ears on us so that we might listen to him that we might hear truth. And so we come to this church again this day. We come each and every week, each and every time, to simply listen for our ears to be captive to the Word of God. And as we listen, we hear the truth about our sin, we hear the truth about righteousness and goodness, and we hear the truth about Christ. That Jesus welcomes repentant sinners like you and especially me. Jesus welcomes you and me. And he speaks to us and he says this, You were a lost and condemned person, but I redeemed you. I purchased you and I won you from all sin, from death and from the power of the devil. Not with gold or silver, but with my holy and precious blood. And with my innocent suffering and my death for you that you may be my own, that you may always listen to me, and that as you hear, you will receive, you will receive all goodness from me. Dear friends, you who have ears this day, hear. Christ is here for you. He speaks to you words of law, gospel, comfort, assurance unto everlasting life. In the name of Jesus. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Access to full pitch, and continues. Pastor Matthew Richard.